Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast. Scary Scary stories stories to tell on the pod. It is a podcast about spooky Halloween things Mm -hmm. enjoyed by people who aren't children. (laughs) That's it. But dress like it. Dress like it. Comfortable pants. Only soft. A shirt with a big star on it. Tie dyed. Yeah. A hat with a propeller atop it. You know there's going to be high school theater t-shirts involved. (laughs) And a... We're recording the Halloween episode on a very autumnal day. It's very autumnal. It's very windy, which famously windy is the most Halloween of weather besides night. Yes, exactly. Night is the most Halloween weather. And I'm seeing firsthand, we're recording from um, from the home of Anna and Jason, and I'm seeing firsthand the the pine needles descending. They're dancing, they're, they're marionetting. And some, yes, I'm being held up by, by spider puppeteers. What do you think about it? Um, it is eerie to see. Yeah. But I find it sort of fairy-like. It's kind. Of, it's not threatening. It's not threatening. It feels whimsical. Right. Exactly. Spiders are the uh, Taylor Tinkers of the fairy world. <sighs> Everybody's saying that. <laughs> everyone. Everyone is saying it all over the apps. It's a line from a song for sure. <laughs> I did find a spider on our front uh, porch area that was the size of a silver dollar. Oh, body? The body? No, the body, but the body was the size of a quarter. That's enough. It's, yeah. The spiders are getting bigger the more I think about them, I think is the only thing I can deduce. What are they keeping in there? What's in there? We got a bunch of tissues. (laughs) Like a like an unmarried man in his mid-twenties, just a bunch of... Yeah, an apple, like a mom traveling. Yeah, like an apple. Moms like, always have an apple in the bag. A keychain with all of your keys you've ever had? I know. I just... I had such a freeing moment the other day where I got rid of a bunch of keys I don't <gasps> need anymore. Would you, did you throw I them in the garbage? I threw them away. Like, did that feel crazy? I felt like a free spirit. I felt like a manic pixie dream boy. Oh my god! I'm throwing my keys out. I'm throwing my keys out. I'm crazy. And then, but then, of course, the entire rest of the day, I was like, I threw out my my safety deposit box key or something. Like, yeah. I was like, there has to be something so important that I threw out. Someone's gonna get murdered in my old apartment in Brooklyn because <laughs> I threw it out here. They they're gonna find it. Someone's um, gonna find it. And a happy Halloween. Andrew, happy Halloween to you. And listeners, you sent us so many wonderful uh, spooky stories over the past few days that we figured today would be an ode to listener submitted scary tales. Yeah. The Halloween episode as made by you, as said by us. As said by us, scariness is a community and we're thrilled to be a part of it. Because what is a ghost if not a bunch of emails. <laughs> <laughs> what could be and what has been. Yeah. Yes. Um, Anna, uh, would you like to go first or should I? I think you should go first. Okay. Your laptop is open and I have a dog on my lap. So <laughs> That's true. Oh, it, this I am is with child. Deeply cozy space. Um, duo, duo of adorable pups. Okay. Here's the first one. Oh, it's hard to pick which one. I think I'm going to start with one that really caught my eye. Okay. Uh, the subject of which the witchy bookstore. (gasps) Oh, this is great. And this is sent by gentle listener Spencer. Dear Anna and Andrew, I'm so excited that the podcast is back. You have no idea. I cannot wait for the new episodes, how I've missed your hilarious voices the past two years. That's very nice. Thank you. (laughs) It just, it goes on. It's like, you're both really hot, but also cool. And like, I look, there's no ass voices. There's no emails in the whole thing. (laughs) It's just, you're pretty tall and hot, but also baby cute. Big, big toned calves. Um, okay. This is <laughs> a true Spencer. witchy. Yeah, thank you. This is a true witchy story that I thought you and the other listeners might enjoy. It's from my time living in Crown Heights, Brooklyn during go. the darkest days of the pandemic. Um, I also lived in Crown Heights. So 
extra extra goosebumps. Here we go. A year ago, I discovered a little bookshop hidden in my neighborhood. It had no sign or sandwich board outside of it. In fact, the building it was in still had old expired real estate listings on it, so it was very inconspicuous. Mm. I went inside and was greeted by the elderly owner. I asked her what the name of the bookshop was. Uh, well, we go by many different names, she said mysteriously. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh, are you a mob wife? I regret starting this conversation. (laughs) I told her I was surprised that I hadn't stumbled on the store before. Well, we're in a lot of different places, she replied. What? Did someone have a knife to her back? I relate to being this way in conversation. That's though. true. Uh, open going through the going through the soul crushing uh, process of opening a small business and then being like, I don't know what it's called. I don't know where uh, I am. Yeah. I'm dumb. I don't know. <laughs> she chatted me up as I browsed around piles of old dusty books. No sooner had I told her that I was a theater person, she told me to turn around and look at the pile behind me, where I found a book on directing that I'd been meaning to read. Oh, I bought the book thanked her, and then started to leave when she said, be sure to come by again, even if you're not looking for anything. You never know what will come through this shop. As if the whole encounter weren't witchy enough, later that week, a white cat began showing up in the yard behind my apartment, peeking at me through my bedroom window. I joked with friends that it was the witchy bookshop owner in her magical cat form, because I quickly realized I only ever saw the cat. On days the bookstore was closed. Oh. And and Spencer sent a picture of the cat, which really sells, that is a witch cat. Oh my God, that is a witch cat. Can, yeah. Anna, could you describe it? I can, and I'm so glad to be looking at it. It's a white cat. It looks like it's a sideways shoebox. Yeah, that's true. And um, he's got like yellow eyes that really blend into his fur. He's sitting in a really classic Brooklyn backyard mix of dead leaves and ivy. And right. he's got a black splotch on his left ear and left shoulder. I love this position the cat's in. Yeah, he's leaning forward like a very drunk person. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting you up to come say hi. should be grateful that you're old, <laughs> that you're young. I I love I love witchy bookstores. Um, I think they're all kind of witchy. I that's true. I, that's very true. In fact, if I go into a bookstore and it's not, I I don't care if it's a Walden Books in the mall. Yeah, I think that's exist. why I really have such an aversion to airport bookstores because I'm yeah. like, there's no ghosts in here. No. <laughs> if if it's not haunted or with a cat in it, imagine imagine a uh, an airport ghostly bookstore i mean that would be no that i also don't like yeah because everything's next to food did the airport get built around this yeah yeah Yeah, well we don't yeah we don't want to mess with this witch's bookstore we shouldn't be the planes should go here but (laughs) yeah we'll just build around it that's like men who are interested in planes are really respectful of old bookstores why do you suppose why do you suppose like bookstores are coded as eerie ghosty witchy God, I guess because it's like um, indoor people. Mm, it's spooky. Yeah. Like maybe it's because it's a space with a lot of like enclosed spaces surrounded by other spaces where a person could be. Oh, yeah. So like you can't see what's near you. Maybe that's interesting. Yeah. that I mean, it also is like spell books, like books, like uh, books are spells, I guess. Yeah. In many ways. Yeah, it's it's almost like a cemetery because it's like evidence of humans. Oh. But they're also God. quiet. Also, I I'm not sure. I'm sure there'll be a lot of language experts who reach out and are like, no, actually not. But I remember seeing um a, an old History Channel DVD of a special about the history of Halloween that was shown in a history class of mine in middle school, and that said that the origin of the word witch is wit, which is basically like. Someone who's smart enough to read. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Yeah, and educated, educated people, specifically educated women, were like, "Well, if she knows things, she can't believe in God." <laughs> like, <laughs> she got a big old hat. <laughs> oh my god, that is true. Because like the women I know who read the most are also women who I think could be witches. That is true. What is it? I guess because you're like having a conversation by yourself. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. You Conjuring know? ideas. Yeah. Yeah. That is really interesting. You're right. Yeah. Soccer is sort of the opposite of reading. And that's like <laughs> the least witchy thing I can picture. That 
you're, I think there's something about soccer. Soccer feels very erudite to me, but in it, like, you know, there's, well, there's, but there's two different types of like erudite, which is like, I'm an active person versus like, I'm a, I'm a studier. You know what I mean? And erudite means like school. I said it. I feel like erudite means like, um, I, I think of it as like educ, elegant, educated, yeah, that's I think how that's I would right. Consider erudite, yeah. Wow, I think of soccer as just being like laundry commercial showing a stain. Yeah, that's also true. A muddy, a muddy kid. Yeah, I I know so few. I know so few soccer players. I guess an element of it also is that soccer requires so little equipment. It's just yeah. your body. It's just like your body and the ball, <laughs> which is all sports. Never mind. Which is no, but you know, it's it's yeah. I guess if you're not counting like shin guards and cleats and yeah. Orange slices. Oh God, orange slice. What is it? Is it's the vitamin C? It's the pump of sugar. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What is it? Write in. Someone write in. Somebody tell us. I'm a little grossed out by big bags of cut up fruit. Yeah the the rind shouldn't be wet on the outside. That's the whole design. Anna, that is exactly it. I I don't know because at that point it's all juice. Yes, and the juice belongs in my mouth. It doesn't belong in what I'm holding. It goes in the thing and in my mouth. If it's touching its own back, I'm out. Everyone has undownloaded this episode. I know (laughs) they're all jumping up and down on their phones. (laughs) Um, But anyway, thank you so much, Spencer, for sending in that wonderful story. Wow, that is my favorite kind of scary story, which is like there's really one piece of evidence yes and that's it that's all you need we don't need more signs than that no i don't need multiple examples because if i have multiple examples i begin to get suspicious and this one really lets yeah, me it feels like a lie a magical moment most yeah. things in life you only know one thing about yes would you say that that's true <laughs> yeah i would say that that's true if i'm lucky if i'm oh my god listen yeah the the range of numbers is zero to one that's what like one time one time someone I said I said the word quorum and someone was like, what is the word quorum? Like, what does actually that mean? And I was like, I realized I didn't even know a thing about the word I said. Oh, my God. Which brings me back to I kind of did that to you just now with erudite. Yeah. I, I or like you I, knew it, but I, I salvaged like, it. But, but yeah, that could have been a problem. The attitude, I was kind of cross-examining you. Well, here's what I'll say. I, I lied. I know one thing about the word quorum. Okay. I think it has something to do with a group. I it's think like, you're right. It's like a quorum is like you're discussing it with a group. I think it's like a group that are, are in favor of something. Like you have enough people. Oh, uh, quo. Quo room. Quorum. Yeah. Yeah. For this. Jason is picking up the mic. Yeah. Oh, good. Thank you, Jason. Uh, so what the dictionary says is the minimum number of members of an assembly or society that must be present at any of its meetings to make the proceedings of that meeting valid. Wow. A that coven, makes sense. One might say. A cup. And we're back. And we're back to witches. Um, thank you again, Spencer. I hope the cat, I hope you develop a really nice relationship with this store owner slash cat. I hope so too. Andrew, what's your relationship like with cats? I sort of can't picture it. Well, here's the thing. I really, I, I am an animal person. I really, I really, um, appreciate animals. I had a traumatic experience as a child with a cat who had whose name was Dale Earnhardt Jr., which is a weird <laughs> thing in general. This is before. This is bef- this is early '90s, so he was still alive. So imagine naming an alive cat Dale Earnhardt an alive Jr. cat after an alive NASCAR driver. <laughs> yeah, that's madness. And this was a cat that had been adopted, and the previous owner had declawed the cat, which I think makes cats furious. This is like using mustard gas. You can't. Yeah. it's shameful it messes them up and here's what i'll say as a child i was i i fully understand how animals are very uneasy around kids completely get it i was a very um not in your face with animals kid you could say you were an erudite sort of (laughs) quorum right quorum (laughs) you're a real quorum um and and so, but, and I was like, my parents were very kind of fastidious about being like, remember, like, let animals come to you right. and like, don't act nervous or cagey. Like, just let them be, just be normal and let them c- approach you. And I walked into a room and Dale Earnhardt jumped on my chest and punched me in the face five times. Like, rapid fire, like, <laughs> boom, 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 like, punched me in the face. And you were sort of rocking back and forth. Was it two hands? Yeah, it, it was b- both paws on either side of my face. <laughs> And then ran away. And I was like, and these were family friends who whose home I was going, who we were going to frequently. And I was like, well, I, how do I reset this dynamic? 
I never really was able to. Was had you previously been in the same house as Dale Earnhardt Jr. or had, this was had, your first time? I had before before Dale Earnhardt Jr. was adopted. Okay, but this was the first time since first he'd time been I was adopted. Okay, and and in retrospect, I'm like probably this is a cat that came from a household where maybe there was an aggressive kid. I was a little kid coming in. This cat was like, I'm gonna get him. Um, I th- I think honestly, it's a little bit infantilizing to assume that just because he has a tough upbringing doesn't mean that he can't also be an asshole. That's true. You know what? That's a really fair point. Don't deprive people of their bad personalities. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Based on the fact that they don't have claws. Yeah, there is no ideal feline, right? No. Um, and so so then, kind of from that point forward, I, there have been many cats who I've really liked very much. I think there's always a primal lizard brain part of my psyche that is like. Mm, this cat at any point in time could jump on my face and punch me five times. Um, That's fair. I also have to say that our cat looks like a puncher, but and he has big hands. I but I feel like I feel like the energy that he gives is not one that is. Um, he's not boiling over. Which Dale Earnhardt Jr. You could look at him and be like, <laughs> he he's looking to fight. Yeah, you know. He's next to you on the Greyhound bus yeah. and you are going to help him deal with his feelings. That, that Otherwise we all are. And I, I, I ran a primarily a dog sitting service, which I've talked about in this pod before, right. mostly as a way to punish my parents for giving my dog away. But we, I, I <laughs> did, I cats at one cat who was very sweet. But one thing that I just had to adapt to with cats is like, when cats are being affectionate, sometimes they can accidentally hurt you. Like they've got very rough tongues, right? Yeah. And then they, when they do the kneading thing with Making the claws, biscuits, yes. yeah, th- then sometimes you're like, ow, 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 stop, stop. Um, and so, but I think it was like, I was still a kid at that point. So I think there's stuff that I'm like learning as an adult I sh- that I shouldn't be holding onto from my childhood. It's tough though. Cats are very, they're sort of like birds. We're like, That's they're really, sharp and unpredictable. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is an element of what is appealing about them in, in a certain way, which is like, this is both a soft friend shaped thing, mm-hmm. but that is also capable. It's a, it's a predator, you know, it's like yes. a sleek predator. Um, the only thing they eat is um, animal. Yes. Animal stuff. Yeah. 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 That's all they need. Now, were, were, were you a lifelong cat person? No, I was always allergic, but I, I was like, like you, my my way to cats was through animals. Sure, sure, sure. I liked animals, and that led me, of course, to cats because those are some of the most common animals oh, yeah. to have on a couch. Mm-hmm. And my friend Diana Kramer had two cats growing up, and I was at her house, and then was washing my eyeballs in the sink with hand soap because they hurt so bad, <laughs> no. and they were like, "Are you allergic to cats?" I was like, "No, no don't say no, that. Yeah. No, because this is it." <laughs> And I just, my my entire life was experienced by really loving cats, petting them, and then immediately holding both of my fingers in my open eyeballs. Just like, yeah. I can't not touch my eyes. I know. But I'm still allergic, but we do have a cat, which is evidence of my weak um, personality. No, I mean, I would, I would argue the opposite. It's a matter of strength. No, You're I think like, it, I can over, I it can shows this. my like lack of, my magical thinking. Uh, well, but have you noticed over time your allergies decrease? A little bit. And yeah. also he doesn't sleep in our room, which Big last difference. night, just last night I was Googling, is my cat sad because he can't come in the room? And most of the things I was finding was if someone was kicking their cat out who previously was in their room. Oh, yeah. That would make that would make an impression. Yeah. But, but this is a, this was an outdoor cat who now lives in a home. So I think yeah. he's, it's all gravy. Yeah, I think you're. He started sleeping right here on this cushion on the couch, which that's has a been good, very nice. That's a good place. To yeah, start. my favorite thing as I was always dog person, but now we have cat because the cat showed up to our house, as they called the cat distribution system, <laughs> where you are given yeah. a cat. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And the thing that I like about them is that they will change where they hang out. Like they'll have a favorite spot for a month or so, oh and then God. they change it. They have haunts. They have like they places do. that they're like, let's try this place for a while. Yeah, yeah. we've had him long enough that now he's going back. Like he's repeating some of them, which is fun. I mean, I'm realizing that in our Halloween episode, which is normally the spookiest episode of all, we've spent a good chunk talking about soccer and cats, which I also feel like <laughs> is kind of par for the course for us. Yeah. I feel good about it. I think that people who are listening to this are fine with that yeah no i think if if 
what's so funny to me is like looking back at um at old reviews of the podcast like early on there are people who are like talk more about gore and you know like women getting their heads cut off and it's like well that's not the imagining someone staying on being like they better get to women's heads being chopped off um (laughs) i gotta stick i just gotta keep playing yeah i'm really sorry greg um but you're right we should get to a haunted hospital what do you think i am very excited for this one anna okay this i'm so psyched um this is from gentle listener kenneth um how does kenneth sign the email kenneth <laughs> i didn't know if it was a ken a kenny a yeah. kenny bunkport it, it, that sounds like a line from the straight to um like the off-brand home alone kenneth kenneth <laughs> that's like what they made it in poland for some reason yeah it was called left like, behind there it was very confusing very to confusing fans of the book it was in black and white yeah. um okay great this is a story sent us by kenneth and the subject is you're never alone in the lab. Everyone is really nailing the subject. The audience is on their feet. Yeah. Uh, great. Good scarings to you, Anna and Andrew. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Really good. Firstly, I am so happy you've returned, at least for the season. Your podcast is one of the few lights in my life, the other being my husband and my books and our crock pot. Okay, yes, this is our yeah, listener. Is you listen to our podcast. Here we go. <laughs> People in committed relationships yep, who have books pot, and a crock pot. Like slowing meat slowly slowing meat slowly <laughs> cooking meat slowly. slowing meat slowly could somebody slow the meat <laughs> slowing meat slowly is when you're gay and have a crock pot <laughs> oh my god yeah my i work with a strength trainer and it is i'm pretty much just slow oh my god me too yeah, yeah. i know they're like do you want to increase the weight this week i'm like no, no let's slow the meat i want to slow the meat Oh, great. And hearing your voices makes me thrilled to laugh and spook my whole ass off again. I work at a water testing lab in Maine. (gasps) Okay, Stephen K. I know. Stephen Kenneth. Have you found a lot of kids' bodies and clown pee? Come on. (laughs) Clown pee. The levels of clown Clown pee pee wastewater runoff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we just moved into a new building that was no longer in use, but owned by the state. Okay, so the water testing lab has moved into a new building. Great. Okay, okay great. Um, no longer in use, but owned by the state. It was done up rather haphazardly, and there were a lot of wild delays. Not the scary part, but rather just annoying. Delay is the ghost of the of of time of, frames. of, of time frames. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> it's from before, but it's now. Yeah. Um, this building happens to be part of what Central Mainers will know as the old AMHI, Augusta Mental Health Institute. Oh, boy. I don't need that I need to connect the dots here regarding what makes an old abandoned mental health institute spooky, especially set against the background of semi-rural New England. I've placed a few links at the end of this email to articles that detail the history of spookiness better than I could. But there are definitely abandoned tunnels that are secured by loose and old chain link fences. Oh, uh, tunnels with a fence in it. No, that tunnels are to keep things inside, outside. Not God, for. I don't, cha- I'm sorry. It's this again. Tunnels we're, are we're to grab. keep things inside, fences, outside. Fences are to keep Baby, inside, outside. Baby, check the stove. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody really, leaned against we, a knob. We really have to commit to the crock pot instead we of, instead of stove cooking. This is why. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. What fences in fences? Okay, fences and tunnels. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's either a fence or a tunnel. Pick your pick your poison. Pick Uh, loose and old chain link fences, and there's definitely upwards of eleven thousand unmarked burial sites on the grounds of patients that died. So you know the lab was built on top of a not so ancient mental hospital burial ground. Totally normal. Uh, While nothing spook yourself straight has happened to me there yet, I do want (laughs) to tell you these three things. One, a coworker of mine was at work early before 6 a.m. That's very early. And heard the water fountain turn on. Mm-mm. It beeps when someone is filling their reusable bottle. Finding it odd that she wasn't alone at this hour, she assumed another coworker of ours had come in early as well. Guess what? If you guessed that the water fountain was going on its own, you would be correct. She's got a cell phone video of it, and it's fairly compelling. Though it might also just be shoddy contracting. (laughs) She also found a small bare footprint child size on the wall of her lab. No. That is more unexplainable and unfortunately not a very detailed event. (laughs) 
No, but this is what we're saying. There's one thing. I just want to know one thing. There's a foot on the wall. That's it. There doesn't have to also be blood in the sink nope. or the spooky nails scratching. Even even the explainable version of it, I don't like. No, none of it is good. Yeah. No, that's not good. But it's also not a prank. There's not yeah, enough what to it. Prank be- what a oh. yeah, what a what a bare minimum prank. As oh. if on cue, here's my cat. Here's the cat. His name is Peep Pee. Really good. His face has scabs on it from mosquitoes. Oh, that's um, right. LA has mosquitoes now, everybody. LA has mosquitoes. That was that kind of happen. the whole thing was that you don't have it. Yeah, um, it turns out. Yeah, if you want to talk about it in the valley with people in their 60s, I <laughs> have I got the block for you. Uh, let's see. Okay. Two. I have a tendency to leave one of our instruments on when I'm finished doing an analysis. It doesn't happen all the time, but I'm only human. I swear. Okay, you're not human. <laughs> okay. Well, well, again, target target audience. We can't stop getting emails from not humans. Yeah, we have a shapeshifter who loves crockpots. And it is good laboratory practice to power it down after use. Ladybird. What? Come here. Are you mad that I'm doing a podcast? Come here. <laughs> Come onto my lap. I, you all need to see just how tentatively she's going from her little staircase onto the couch. What is the problem? Licking her mom's face. Has to be in my mouth crying. <laughs> like, not a dog, I don't think. <laughs> That's true. I think this is more like an arm. This is like a sweatshirt sleeve. (laughs) What is this? Okay. Um, It doesn't happen all the time, but I'm only human. I swear. Okay. It left the instruments on. Great. And it is good laboratory practice to power it down after use. One Friday afternoon, I told myself to acknowledge out loud that I was turning the instrument off so I could be sure that I did it. So I said, I am turning this off now and flipped the power strip to off. I do this all the time. Really? I say, if I need to remember where something is, I'm like, I'm putting my wallet in my top drawer. I have to say it out loud. That's great. Yeah. That's really, I'm going to start doing that. Um, Arriving at work the following Monday, I was in that particular lab room and noted that the instrument remained off. There's a bright and obvious light bulb that shines out of the side of it when it's on. So I knew it was on just by looking at it. I left the room and returned five minutes later and Anna and Andrew, the instrument was on. Ooh. I am the only one who uses that instrument on a regular basis, and no one, someone else will use it. No one living turned it on. Oh, I did think for a moment that a coworker of mine I do not get along with was gaslighting me, as she is the <laughs> one who always tells me when I leave it on. But I no longer believe this is the case, though I do have my eye on her. This is classic water treatment plant. <sighs> I, I love the drama at this water treatment lab. I'm, I, where's, where's, this, where's this workplace comedy? Really, it's just like everyone's like, yep, there's poop in there. Anyway, <laughs> what's your attitude? Um, <laughs> confirm. Confirm. Another coworker of mine is somewhat, okay, this is three. Another coworker of mine is somewhat guarded when talking about this, but definitely believes that her daughter was possessed by a demon. Okay. Hard turn. After she spent time on the campus, our new lab is housed several years ago. She won't say much, and I think it's rude to press a subject. Oh, my God. But she has told me that she refuses to say the demon's name. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would sign off on that. And that shouldn't come up that often, either. No. Um, Unless she's being like, mm, sorry, this just reminds me of the demon who yeah. possessed my daughter. I don't want to talk about it. It's like a, it's a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> um, demon's name and was petrified of working in this new building when we first moved in. She's maybe not the most level-headed person per se, but I don't know that I am either, so I'm not going to judge. I think that's very fair. That is fair. Very fair, Kenneth. I have met her daughter post-possession, and she seems like a very nice, smart STEM nerd. I wish I had more to say about this in particular because I feel like the previous two items pale in spooky comparison to this one, but maybe treating a demon possession of a child with some distance is heavier than delving into the deep end and safer. That's great. Yeah. I think like a power strip and like a water fountain and then a a full demon is kind of the balance we look for. We need more women in STEM who are possessed. Yeah. You know, where's that representation? Yeah. That's what we need. Um, What a Uh, great triple whammy. Yeah. Um, And then he closes with, so that's that. I hope these are interesting to you. New England is full of spooky shit. And the longer I'm in this building, the more unexplained stuff is going to happen. And then sent some links um, about the spooky grounds. Should we watch this video? Oh, yeah. Let's see. I just saw Troubling History in the link title. Here we go. Oh, okay. So this is uh, WCYY.com. 
an article by Joey, no last name, chic. Uh, this abandoned arsenal in Augusta has a troubling history that will send chills down your spine. Yeah, prove it. Let's see. Where's this video? Here we there go. There Kennebec. Kennebec. Oh, gunshot. Oh. Oh. <laughs> wait, what? Is- no, wait a minute. <laughs> I clicked on something and then it was a, a clickbait article about bowels. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> the- <laughs> After the War of 1812 highlighted... Oh, it's going too fast. (laughs) Okay. Bail. It's about the War of 1812. (laughs) It's just someone walking around. Okay. Three doors down with occasional gunshots. (laughs) WCYY.com. What is going on? Maine and New Brunswick, they deployed militia forces. Okay. I don't know if this video is... I think maybe. I really respect it. There's no okay. We're we're getting up to the house now. <laughs> okay, it's a very scary looking house. <laughs> is this from the Spider-Man Two soundtrack? I are <laughs> okay. the gunshots in the song, or are these added later? Do we think, Jason? No, these are added in post. There was no gunshots. Oh my god. Okay, this is great. Yeah. Um, thank you. This is. <laughs> wow. I really like that. Thank Here's you. Here's a video of the arsenal shared by Dwight Sharman. That's not a name. Yeah. Um, great. So uh, those links. And then Kenneth also followed up with an email um, five days later saying, Anna and Andrew, I hate how parasocial I become around your podcast. You're such lovely people. I could talk to you about clam's eyes for a while. I mentioned clam eyes on the last podcast. Oh, yeah. They yeah. do have rudimentary eyes. And I took classes with a woman who researches them. That like, is- I hear you say something and I'm like, I should tell Anna and Andrew this. But like, no, I shouldn't. I don't know you. <laughs> Kenneth, here's the deal. No one is more ready to be weird internet friends with someone who works at a water treatment lab <laughs> in Maine clam eyes. than these two. <laughs> My... I I took classes with a woman who knows about clams. We're friends. <laughs> You're <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um yeah, it's it's already happening. Oh, okay. Great. Anyway, I have an update on spooky shit happening at my work. Do you want to read this part? Oh great, yeah. Um okay. I was using the instrument I described in my previous email and something happened. Oops. The instrument has two thin tubes that empty into a pewter dog dish. What? Okay. I'm learning a lot about Maine's water treatment. Maine? It's a super low-tech way to collect wastewater. One of the tubes is taped to the side of the bowl with a small space for it to fit in. Tape? Tape? It's it's a stiff sort of tube. Hold for applause. But pliable. So This feels like a not government. (laughs) It feels like a volunteer-based. Like they're just doing this. But you're doing great work, Kenneth. You're doing great work. Uh, So I untaped the tube and emptied the bowl into the sink yesterday, and I placed the bowl back where it was. I started collecting my papers and pen and thought, oh, I need to put the tube back under the tape. If you guessed that the tube was (laughs) snugly back under the tape without me doing anything to it, you'd be correct. (laughs) This is esoteric and hard to explain, but I assure you, this is crazy and not something that can just happen. (laughs) I I love specific workplace stuff that is like, I promise you this is scary. Um, I'm scared. I've attached a picture of the tube housed in the tape for you to see. I don't know if this makes any sense, and I do apologize for repeated emails. That's okay. What if it's just a picture of a dish full of shit? (laughs) (laughs) But I think my lab slash office is spooky central. Okay, I may be seven twisted teas into my evening. Got it. Okay, and I'm going to try to read or crochet. I'm very sorry for being who I am. Don't. Don't be. But also, I don't know. If I don't tell you about spooky stuff that happens to me at work, does it really happen? Nope. Love and ghosts. Kenneth. Okay, great. All right. Uh, Let's see this. Here's the JPEG. Anna, (laughs) this is wild. (laughs) This, I mean, first of all, first of all, uh, definitely a ghost did this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like an orange masking tape. Barely. I mean, really, it's it's got it's curled up like a finger, yes. like a witch's finger. And we've got some we've got some sort of un, unnamed stains on the wall in the back on the wainscoting. Yeah, I don't like the stains. This, I mean, I kind of I now I really do want this workplace comedy because when I think of water treatment, this is probably my own ignorance talking. But like, I imagine sort of like state of the art, and the fact that things are really hinging on a pewter dog dish. 
pewter and it's also this pewter dog dish is white which means that it's been coated with enamel or something yeah ladybird do you have any insight what sound does a dog make (laughs) (laughs) the most pitiful it sounds like you're squeegeeing a mirror after a shower this is so not a dog oh but yeah i i so i i also have been picturing water treatment plant and this is this, this is, is their testing. Yes, they're so, not intervening. Right, we're we're getting a real glimpse behind. This is not the show of the water treatment world. This no. is the this is the the backstage. This is backstage. Yeah. Oh man, that is. Thank you for that follow up, Kenneth. And um, I hope you enjoyed those twisted teas. I really hope you did, and I hope you cr- send us pictures of what you crocheted. This reminded me, it seems like everywhere has the haunted shutdown mental hospital. Yes. And I I talked to my dad about this because he works in uh, mental health on Long Island. And I was like, because there's this place, Kings Park oh, uh, yes. yeah. Hospital, Famous. that's shut down. But still, like, there are these giant buildings right. that are still there. It shut down in 1996 after years of... Basically, they used to take anyone who was at all mentally ill and put them in these places. Yeah. And that's why there are so many of these hospitals and why they're so huge. Mm -hmm. It had like 9,000 people at one point. Um, And then they started developing medication that you can give people that then changes. Countless lives, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like I was talking to him about, I was like, did you ever go there? And he was like, there's like other buildings, but. Then we kind of got into this bigger discussion of um, why it's still there. Mm. And he said it's basically comes down to the fact that it's a super fun site um, that like there's so much asbestos in these things and like old um, electrical wiring that in order to demolish the building, it would be incredibly expensive. Um, So it's cheaper to just have it be there empty. But the issue is it's like prime real estate. Right. Um. So that's why they're all just sitting there. Um, But also like electric shock therapy does essentially what SSRIs do, which is like to mess up your dopamine Mm -hmm. stuff, like move it around. I'm a doctor. (laughs) And (laughs) this also happened while yeah, Yeah. And they, they, the, the electroshock, yeah, just does it like really fast, but it, they used to do it with incredibly high doses of, electricity and without anesthesia while you were kind of awake and he says they do it now but they put you under for it and it's really low right levels and it's really effective but it's only for people who for whom like uh medication like every other treatment has failed they really try not to use it but like once they started inventing these medications there was no need for these hospitals Um, Oh, I didn't even think about the fact that, like, that's why they would close. Yeah. And also a part of it was a young politician from Massachusetts by the name of (laughs) Marilyn Monroe's boyfriend, (laughs) JFK. Uh, This was like his pet project because of his sister, Rosemary, Rosemary, um, who was like, I have a headache. And they were like, shoot her. (laughs) Truly. (laughs) Oh, my God. Really not good. Uh, But the issue is that they were like we need to crack down and get rid of these centers that are treating people terribly and then what happened is they just kind of shut down mm. and then we're like bye yeah, like so many people who needed care here's your shoes yeah um so then that was bad right but i also i think at some point that this haunted hospital had come up on our podcast like we for sure talked about it yeah but we i don't think we've ever like had it through this amount of focus which yeah is yeah, yeah it's really i was like w- because why are so many of these buildings still there and i think it's because they came up around the time that like lead and asbestos were like yeah, da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just throw it everywhere um uh, but i at at some point when it came up, I probably talked about how all my friends would go there and finger each other and like look for ghosts and like take slutty pictures. And I, I texted a bunch of them today to be like, what was it like? And they're all like, we never actually went. We just talked about it. Oh, like how we should go. Yeah. That, oh, that's kind of heartening to hear. That's the end of the 30 yeah. minute. That's the end of the 30 minute after school special. We I weren't actually so. fingering in they the weren't. mental hospital. We no, were fingering. Certainly not in the back row of seeing X-Men two. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that I mean, I um I think I mentioned like way way back before uh hiatus um that there's a really great uh like mini documentary about like why we think of haunted houses in the way we do uh-huh. and that um generationally like 
how Americans, the, the popular sites of hauntings for Americans indicates a lot about where we were as a culture where it's like before, um, uh, before the 20th century, the haunting sites were like battlefields or like woods where, you know, forests where, um, skirmishes mm-hmm. with indigenous people happened or, and it's like, it's like a collective fear and like, um, undealt with guilt about lost life. Um, and then in the 20th century where like our conception of haunted houses came from was, uh, the gilded age and like the, the sudden rise of money and then loss of it, Mm. um, that there were all these like rotting mansions everywhere. And then it was like contending with like an irresponsible upper class. And, and in the late, um, nineties, early two thousands, often quite irresponsibly there were a lot of like haunted haunted insane asylum sort of like movies and tv shows and haunted houses you could go to at theme parks and it 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 often is at the expense of people who were so mistreated you know turning like them into these like new boogeymen but what it what it kind of implies is it was also around that time period that we're learning about um that our generation was learning about like the mistreatment of so many mentally right. ill people. For like so we feel long. bad. Yeah. And that like, instead of actually contending with things and making them better, like um, we just are like, let's make a scary thing about it to work through this unresolved feeling. <laughs> that gives me an idea for a movie. Yeah. I, and that is, it. that is sort of the American way. Um, wow. But, wow. Kenneth, thank you so much for sending these, these in. What a great, what a great centerpiece. Yeah, let us come visit. Let us come. Um, uh, Anna, can I share one more? Yes, please. Before? It's Halloween, of it's course. Halloween. Just one. Just one. All right. Uh, this one. Oh, this is just this is just a fun one that I liked. <gasps> I like that it's a fun one that you liked. Um, the subject of which is. Oh, where is it? Uh, we'll probably edit this part down because I can't find it, but I soon will. He soon will. Thank you very much. Hey, good. Thank nice. you. I thought I started, nice. but I didn't. Okay, here we go. Okay, here it is. I'm not going to share the subject line because I, I, well, no. Here it is. Uh, subject line, really good from gentle listener Samantha. The time a cult interrupted my date. Good. Yeah. Good. Really good work. Hi, Anna, Andrew, and Ladybird. My name's Sammy, she, her, and I have a story that I think would be great for the pod. I'll get right to it. Love this. In. My now husband, then boyfriend, and I were on a date about 10 years ago. We had done the typical dinner and a movie combo, but we didn't want to go home yet as we were both still living with our parents. I really thought it was as we were both still living for this date. Um, (laughs) We were both still living with our parents and had annoying siblings at home. (laughs) We decided to go to the nearby lake and hang out to avoid our families. We live in central Florida. So there are tons of little lakes that are essentially mini beaches. Uh, This one had a playground and a pavilion 40 feet back from the water and a seawall with 10 to 15 feet of sand in front of it leading into the water. There was a dock to the far left, the public area with a bench at the end, and a safety railing along all sides. It was dark out. We didn't see anyone else on the beach, so we walked to the end of the dock to sit and enjoy the ambiance. However, when we got to the end of the dock, we noticed two or three cell phones and or iPod touches, remember those, LOL, that were either dead or turned off and lined up on the wooden safety railing. That is is an eerie thing to say. Yeah. What's your first thought? My first thought is, um, uh, my first thought is alien abduction. I think. God, my first thought is it's a bomb. Oh, dead, dead phone bomb. Um, this seemed really weird. So we both kind of perked up and looked around. At that time, we noticed that further down on the beachy area of the sand, there were three people standing around a little bonfire. Okay. 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 They were wearing dark clothing and hoodies and holding hands. (gasps) The holding hands is what gets me. And that's which. Yeah, that's which. It was barely audible over the sound of the water hitting the shore, but we could hear them chanting something in unison. We hadn't seen them when we walked up from the parking lot because the seawall was very tall where they were standing and it was really dark. It was a really dark night. As soon as we saw them and heard the chanting, though, we noped the fuck out of there and quickly and quietly <laughs> walked back to the car. Oh, I still think about this often and we discuss how weird it was. Were the cell phones theirs? And if so, why did they leave them on the dock? 
Did we avoid being human sacrifices from a small cult or did we just interrupt a fun bonfire? Who knows, but it's more spooky fun to think that we narrowly avoided being attacked by a crazy cult. I'm so glad you guys are back and doing episodes for spooky season. Get out. Love Sammy. And then Sammy also included um, that. Oh, she she said, you don't have to include this part in the pod, but you guys kind of inspired me to start a podcast with my husband. It would be infinitely cool if you checked it out. It's called The Meddling Kids. That's a great name for a podcast. Amazing. We talk about all things spooky and mysterious. I attached the cover art to this email because I'm very proud of it. And it features me, my husband, our daughter and our cat. And our cats as Scooby-Doo characters. That's really good. Oh, that's really good. Really good cover art. Um, kids. Thank you so much, Samantha. And yeah, check out the Methling Kids. We'll have to we'll have to give it a look. That's so great. I do think that there's every chance that this was um, me and my friends in high school on the beach because we did do some like write things on a paper and burn it on the beach. Yeah. That's kind of a proto cult. Um, yeah, like sort of. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing cultier than telling your friends that they were right during their breakup. <laughs> um, you know, I do. Also, something about Central Florida. Um, I do know there is like a history of of small like startup cults that have happened there. Really? Um, also, because I think real estate is often very cheap in Central Florida. Sure. Um. And you can buy up quite a bit of property. Probably not anymore because I think Florida's gotten quite expensive. You know, it's interesting. That is also part of why there are so many um, big old haunted hospitals on Long Island and upstate. Yes. Is because there is a lot of land with yeah. and not a lot of jobs. Um, but I, I really also enjoy the, the, the prospect of um, a small coven of Central Floridian witches being like, Let's go to one of the nearby lakes. Let's unplug. We're doing no phones. No phones. Or no phones around the bottom. We want people to be present yeah. when <laughs> we summon our, our husband, the devil. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's very humanizing. I think it's nice. Um, Wait, this is something that I'll probably do if we continue to do more episodes, which I think we will. Yeah, I think so. Is to bring everything back to wedding planning because we're doing that. I love that. It's an amazing place to park your brain. <laughs> um, there, are, I, I've seen, we're looking at photographers now. Yeah. And a couple of them charge give you a discount if you have an unplugged ceremony oh because then my God. everybody's phones aren't in their shot they don't have to edit it out they don't well they don't have to like well i'd love to take a picture of the bride and groom kissing but someone's phone is in the way i gotta move i really i'm here to tell you here and now everybody put your phones away during the service unless you've been explicitly asked by by someone in the wedding party to do so because otherwise it's like you don't need shaky cameras in the faces of the people walking down the aisle i think people just want proof that they went somewhere which you can do at the reception that's true you don't have to be like i'm sitting here for the holy part of this like I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, the just impulse. like as the bride is walking down the aisle, take out a pair of scissors and cut off a lock of hair. Yeah, w- like a normal person. Yeah. For heaven's sake. If you Release want a balloon. <laughs> oh my God. I did see a TikTok that was oh, yeah. a, a woman walking, uh, like a woman who lost her father, yeah. walking down the aisle with a balloon and letting it go halfway through. And it was beautiful. And the fir- a bunch of the comments were like, you shouldn't be releasing balloons. And then no. one of the top comments was someone saying, you guys be respectful. That's clearly not a balloon. It's clearly her dad. <laughs> which- there, I also, there was also a comment that just said his ashes in there, which is a terrible <laughs> thing. <laughs> terrible thing to say. His ashes in there. Title of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this what you look like. This what y'all look like. That <laughs> Remember? that was my favorite and i and the person who the one of the first pictures ann and i posted on our instagram account um of the two of us one of the comments was someone saying this what y'all look like and that person then was like no 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 i didn't mean it in that way we we really like that comment it really Rest assured it really was nice yeah this what y'all look like yeah i love it it's true anna happy dang halloween happy dang halloween should we give them uh a scary <gasps> oh um scary, scary ideas, ideas for things, things that, that could, could happen. happen do you want to go first yeah i'm good this is okay. a special halloween edition okay okay you are trying to figure out things you can do with all your leftover candy and you look up a recipe uh for blondies that you can put all the candy in but as you begin scrolling You can't find the recipe. It's just endless anecdote after anecdote after anecdote 
until the end of time. That, that could, could happen. happen. And it does happen. And I know you have to sell ad space for your blog. I get it and I support it. I'm also allowed to make fun of it. You deserve to live your life. Yes. And we're not here to hear about anything except for how many and what time. I am speeding to the bottom. They now, which I'm surprised by, They now, a lot of them have a button that says click to the recipe. That's amazing. Skip to the recipe. And I'm like, oh, that feels mean to yourself. Well, I don't. I, I, I think they know what game they're playing. You know what I mean? Like, I think they're like, I'm starting a blog for people who follow the, my blog religiously. They, they, they're doing it because they want to know more about me and they're going to read it. But people who are looking up a specific recipe, they just want to get to the end of it. I wonder if you still get credit for the ad space if they click to the recipe, like that if it counts as scrolling oh, past the ad. that's a ads. good question. If any, if any of you have um, a monetary a baking blog, let us know. Please write in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Write Anna, in. Anna, what's, do you have one? Yes. You are the night watchman at a small art museum in Massachusetts. And you're pacing the halls, click, clack, click, clack, in your leather shoes <laughs> and your big hat. And you're swinging your billy club around <laughs> and you're holding your metal flashlight and the yellow beam casts from one side a painting of a horse, to the other side a painting of fruit, to the other side a painting of a night watchman at a museum, <gasps> to the other side a painting of a night watchman at a museum, and you shriek and you die of fright, and in the morning they find your body in between two mirrors oh that, Anna, could, that happen. could happen that was good i should get paid for what are i've you just rod done serling? i'm rod serling wow because what is a mirror if not a painting if not a painting in a small art museum yeah wow i'm once again i'm i'm thrilled to spend another halloween with you andrew it's only halloween if it's you and <laughs> it's only Halloween if it's you. It's only that. I'm um, my dear friend. Uh, my dear friend. And our dear friend, gentle listeners, we hope you're having the spookiest, most wonderful time today. And thank you to fiance of the pod, Jason. And all the dogs of the pod. And, and all the screaming the dogs pod, and Chris, the cat of the pod. And everybody in the whole damn world. We have the same message for you. And that message is, get, get out. out.